Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio, your weekly pro wrestling spotlight with me, Chris O'Mealy, your commissioner and announcer, and my buddy, the heel, the news, Dan Peck. New PC, who this? And Dan, how's that new PC working out? Fucking great. Love it. I'm so glad I got a solid state for the uh, OS because this shit boots up in half a second. Is that amazing? Like just seeing how fast that stuff works. I was like, give me the 128 gig solid state for the freaking system, and it's just so fast. <laughs> Dude, now we both got some fancy new PCs that can do lots of stuff. So, what do you got planned for this new PC? Well, actually, the first thing I have planned is actually going back on the PS4 and doing CKCW again. <laughs> there you go. CKCW is making a return, guys. Our official pro wrestling show. We're going to put that stuff up on the YouTube, of course. Yeah, I'll be streaming it, and then afterwards I'll be getting the files and putting we gotta, it on uh, YouTube. we got to organize that YouTube channel, too, because I'm going to start putting some content up this weekend, too. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is, if it's not on Twitch, I'm going to do my streams right on Facebook. And then I'll record all the the, the facts and stuff for the games beforehand. So, like, the, the format I'm hoping for is I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do, like, well, let, let's, just, let's just use the first example, Mario Brothers. I'm going to mm. record the footage with the chat room open so I can interact with people. And I might do a couple games at once, not sure yet. And then uh, once uh, once that's all done, I'm going to record, like, a whole thing where it's like, oh, hey, uh, here's some history of the game, and here's my history of the game, and I'll edit that into the beginning with some pics and stuff like that. Nothing fancy schmancy, but I want to put some gaming content back out there, and I'm going to do a... Uh, I'm going to do some Mario stuff. I'm going to do some Zelda stuff, some Kirby stuff, you know, franchises I'm a fan of. I'm going to do things that I was a big fan of as a kid. And then, of course, I'm going to do tie-ins to our podcasts. So I'm going to do a series of Simpsons games and a series of wrestling games. And I will stream what I can. Obviously, you can't stream everything. Not everything translates. But one thing I think might be fun is I might run a a quote-unquote counter-promotion to you and run some uh, some No Mercy stuff. Uh, or some no WrestleMania Mercy. 2000 stuff. I think that game is called Mario Twins. They look the same. It's such a fun game, too. And it was... Uh, I, I'm really hoping that arcade game that they're coming out with this year is going to go back to a lot of that uh, that old-style stuff and simplistic creations and like i i appreciate the, the super detailed stuff you can do with your wrestlers but sometimes i just want the stuff to be simple and direct and you know fun it like retro mania there's also an m dicky game coming out on switch this year apparently mm. so there you go so we got some content to work with here and of course uh, i still got fire pro on the pc i might boot that up on steam and see how that's going i remember i had i had too many creator wrestlers though and it was getting hard to uh keep track of them so i was actually thinking about just wiping the memory clean and then uh just starting from scratch i end up doing that every once in a while anyway yeah because it gets ridiculous plus there's usually better versions of stuff out there now like well yeah you're talking about like stuff you downloaded like three years ago there's definitely better versions plus you know you got like okada and it's like 
I can get the New Japan expansion and have a real Okada. <laughs> you know, so there's there's stuff like that, too. But yeah, it'll be some gaming content. And also in a world news here, uh, for you guys who've been watching, I've started binging Avatar The Last Airbender, the Nicktoon, uh, considered by many to be one of the greatest, not just Nickelodeon shows of all time, but even among some of the best cartoons for kids out there. I have watched the first 11 episodes so far. I am thoroughly enjoying it. I understand why it's so popular. I'm intrigued as to where it's going to go next. The big thing, my, my biggest observation from it is that uh, there are times when it's you're painfully reminded that it's a kid's show because it's like very simplistic or really silly with the storytelling or just really goofy and you're like yeah they shoehorn that joke in there to get the kids to laugh but then when you really break down the story and look at it from that bigger point of view you're just like oh god damn like there's actually a pretty cool deep story here with the whole war of the nations and everything so there, there's a lot to appreciate behind it and i'm i'm very happy to be part of the fandom finally and i don't know if i'm gonna be so deep into it like a lot of people are if it's gonna become like a potter or a star wars kind of thing or even like a rick and morty but i'm having a good time and like i said i'm only 11 episodes in for you guys who've seen the show uh the great divide is the last one i watched where they're helping them cross the canyon and they have to get the two tribes to get along with each other and i don't binge stuff i watch a couple episodes a day generally usually i'll watch one or two on my lunch break at work and then maybe one or two at night as i'm falling asleep and i like that's kind of how i digest my shows plus you know i gotta focus in i gotta get my weekly simpsons episode in i also have to do uh yeah the, the big thing is always i gotta watch whatever we're doing for our vip show too and that Sometimes takes two nights, depending on the length of the show. But uh, but I, I shoehorn in some stuff. I'm also doing a rebinge of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, that and I'm reminded of how freaking funny that show actually was. Uh, Dan, you were a fan of that show. Oh yeah. And uh, the first exposure to it was the commercial where it's Carl and he's talking about. Working out is dumb because you're just gonna get you're just gonna die because you get stabbed with a knife. <laughs> yeah, you want to look real ripped when you get stabbed with a knife. Yeah. The uh, I've watched what they consider to be the first season, so that's uh, that ends with the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future. It's 18 episodes. I might do either a blog or a surprise Chris ranks the universe to to put them in order, but. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And if you guys are fans of James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, he does a, uh, a he does one of his uh, rental reviews and he reviews Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And I think my favorite thing he says is, I don't even know how to review this show. It's just so ridiculous. Like, I can't explain why it's good. You just have to see it and, and understand it. And I agree with that because, like, it is very dumb humor in that standard early adult swim 11-minute run times. But, like, if you get it, and you understand it, it's one of the funniest shows. The, uh, yes, yeah, for some highlights, Dan, as you might remember, they have, uh, Moth, Mo Moth Monster Man, voiced by H. John Benjamin. Two episodes with Moonanites and two episodes with Plutonians, with one of them has Major Shake, the bad 
the bad clone that they do. And the, the foreigner belts. You know, I don't need no instructions to know how to rock. And old drippy MCP pants. Happy time, Harry. Uh, the love mummy. See how your ass flying! <laughs> In the uh, Highlander! Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, we're part of CKCC Radio. Yes. You can hear us on Podbean and and iTunes and the Spotify and even the iHeartRadios. Uh, we're on all the places where you can get your favorite podcasts now. And check out all the other great shows. There's 10 shows on there right now. Not geez, counting... That's more than one a week. One, yeah. one per day a week. Now, of course, not counting Stupid Sexy Podcast with me and Dan reviewing Simpsons episodes and my mini-series, Chris Ranks the Universe, which will come back sporadically. There's Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman for you race fans. There's the Board to Death Binge Cast with Jay, Chris, Zeke, and oh my god, I'm going to forget the other guy's name. I got to write I gotta write you guys' names down so I can give you the proper promotion. It's like Jay and like a rotating... It's, it's a rotating cast, but there have been some regulars, and they do, they do full seasons of shows. Uh... First Monday of the month, if Adrian Cotton stays on schedule, that'll be this upcoming Monday as we record the uh, the 3rd of August, another Motivational Moves. Uh, the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, newest episode covered the Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, I listened to that and, uh, and I and immediately laughed when Mark brought up the Dumbledore, how did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire, because he and I have argued about that forever, because I hate it and he loves it, so... Uh, and of course, Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Two new backlog episodes have gone up. And Jeff Trellowitz has two shows, Ranking Tracks and Real Paranormal Talk. More UFO talk out there, too. And today on uh, Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, we're going to talk about gimmick names. Some of the best of the best out there. We'll be doing that a little bit later on after trivia and news. So, Dan, why don't you kick us off with some fun trivia? Uh, trivia last week was who was Noah's first GHC heavyweight champion and who he beat. Well, they had a big tournament and your winner and first champion was Misawa. And in the final, he defeated Yoshihiro Takayama. Ooh. Alrighty. So that was that. But this week's question is who was the first wrestler to get the ECW Triple Crown? That is a reign as TV champion, a reign as world champion, and a reign as tag team champion. Hmm. I feel like I knew this at some point. Only three people did it. I feel like one of them has to be Shane Douglas. Like I, I kind of feel like that's a that's a given. Not necessarily him being the first one, of course, because I don't know that. But actually, I don't think Shane did. I don't think, she, I don't think he was ever tag champ. Oh really? Well, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Something. All right, cool. So yeah, so that's what we've got. Uh, on the agenda, we're going to talk about the coolest ring names. I uh, got a little bit of feedback from some folks, but not not a whole hell of a lot. And uh, we let's talk about what's going on in the uh, the dryer sheet news. Uh, first things first, 
Nia Jax has deleted her Twitter. And she is, uh, she's still coming under fire for being dangerous and all that other crap, but, uh, apparently she also posted a boobalicious photo. Yeah, she, uh, recently posted a photo It was, uh, rather revealing. Was it full topless? No. Or, like, ridiculously close to it? Kind of thing, like, I don't know, I didn't see it, and I don't really care to. I guess that was forced upon me, because one of the people in my uh, supercar team is into her. <laughs> there you go. So how about that? Uh, are you Nia Jax fans out there? You want to see most of her boobs. That's really what you want. I mean, I don't judge. That's if that's what you want, like just do freaking go for it, but I'm just saying I'm just saying that ain't for me. That ain't for me, man. But yeah. But uh as far as her deleting her Twitter, I mean there is a large contingent of wrestling fans out there who are just getting to the point where like I seriously want to do the Jay and Silent Bob thing and print out all your addresses and just come kick the crap out of you. Because I'm so tired, and it's it's been ongoing for too long. Like, Paige posted a throwback photo, and it was all just harassment about her her body and her, por- her porn leaks and everything. And I'm like, you guys gotta just... Like, I understand that we make jokes, and we've all done it. Like, we've all made the jokes, and we've had, we've had the laugh and everything. But there comes a point where, like, it just gets to that point where you're like, are you guys just seriously have nothing better to do than to just constantly bring this stuff up. Like, what is wrong in your pathetic-ass lives that you can't stop harassing this girl? I don't know if... I don't know what it is about that, but it drives me up the friggin' wall. So, like... I'm not gonna sit here and try to, like, defend Nia Jax for... because she is pretty shitty and has herself been a bully, but, like... I know people give her an ungodly amount of harassment, so I'm going to say good fucking riddance to Twitter. Like, that's the one thing that I know is going to suck if some of this crap that we're doing actually takes off and we start becoming well-known and getting a lot of followers is, like, I know the negative stuff's going to follow. We're going to get the comments, you know, well, your voice is annoying, you look stupid, you know, that kind of shit. And I know I'm not going to let that get to me because I'm not 25 anymore. 25-year-old Chris probably wouldn't let that get to him. But I also know that's going to be part of it. And if it gets to be ridiculous, then, yeah, then say to hell with social media. Just to hell with it. So, so I'm not... I barely use it as is. Eh. <clears throat> uh, with the G4 reportedly making a comeback... Xavier Woods wants a hosting job, and I think he'd be friggin' awesome. What do you I think? think of, friggin' sweet. What do you think about the G four coming back? I think it'd be awesome. I liked watching G four back in the day. I don't know how uh, how much G four I've actually seen. You want? We should cover some of that sometime. Uh, Charlotte had surgery. Went well. Is working towards a return. Although, reportedly, several TV shows are interested. 
because of course that's what they they do. They snatch him up while they're. Well, she was uh she was in the psych movie. She was the bad guy in the psych movie. Well, the first psych movie. There's a new one now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how good of an actress she actually is. Like, she's not a good one in the wrestling ring. She's a good worker, but she's not a good actress. <clears throat> but uh, we'll see. Uh, in AEW news, speaking of surgery, Chris Statlander had an ACL surgery. I saw those pictures that she yeah. posted. Saw a picture from before and a picture after. She had thumbs up, so I guess things went well. Uh, and speaking of AEW. And also, this also ties into Impact. Uh, if you guys were a big fan of the old Major Brothers, Hawkins and Ryder, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, they have officially split because Matt Cardona debuted in AEW and Brian Myers went to Impact. So, a little bit of a, a difference there. I don't know if I would have preferred keeping them as a tag team, but I think... Uh, I'm excited for Matt Cardona in AEW because I think the AEW, especially because he's friends with Cody, I think they're going to give him the WWE push that he always should have had. And I don't know, I don't think they're going to overdo it with him either. Yeah, I, th I think he'll get the right amount of exposure. Yeah, some uh, guys went for a beat down on Cody and then he showed up. And Cody that's awesome. He, he needs to be exposed there. Um, by the way, what do you think about the uh, the Matt Hardy news that he's officially retired all of his gimmicks and from now on he's just going to be Matthew Hardy? Sounds like more of a gimmick. Yeah. I mean, that's always been Matt's thing. He's always been a gimmick. But, like, I'm, I'm good with it because I feel like the broken thing has ran its course and there's nothing more he can do that's revolutionary. He's just spinning wheels with it. It'd be his fourth company doing the broken gimmick. Yeah. So I say... Just let him be Matt Hardy and let him do what he was always good at doing, and that's working. Because he was the workhorse of the Hardy Boys. Jeff was Spot Boy and Matt was Work Boy. <clears throat> uh, this is very disappointing. So, Vicky Guerrero has become Nyla Rose's manager. Not that I think Nyla Rose really needed one. And they're going to do that women's tag tournament, and Nyla Rose picked the worst possible partner ever. Like, literally the, literally the worst woman she could have possibly picked as her partner. Like, even Eva Marie would have been better. Who is it, Dan? It's Ariana Andrew. Or Cameron, the woman so fucking dumb that she yelled at a referee for not counting a three count when her opponent was on her stomach. Or as we know her as, the Melina Alicia Fox girl. Yeah, we have Alicia Fox girl. Who? Holy fuck! Yeah, why of all? That's just a freaking shitstorm of fuck, fuck, tattooed. All right, so I have not exactly been the 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 biggest AEW supporter, but I'm just gonna go on record and say that's one of the dumbest moves that they've made is even including her. She has no talent. She it, it whether in ring or promo wise, she has a horrible attitude. That's been documented and then exposed through Total Divas because every time she was on there she had an attitude about something why would you want that in your company Ugh, I don't get it I don't I don't get it that's a terrible decision and I shame shame I, I say shame but uh 
Good for you for Matt Cardona. Uh, bad for you for Ariane Andrew. Or Melina Alicia Fox Girl. Which I'd rather they have Melina or Alicia Fox. I would much rather see Melina or Alicia Fox. I, I, I would rather watch a Melina and Alicia Fox in an Iron Man match before I would watch Ariane Andrew do anything. Like, god damn it. But in probably the coolest news coming out of AEW this week... Dustin will be starting the Rhodes Wrestling Academy in January. So if you guys are out there, if you're already a worker and you want to get some some of the best tutelage in the business, the son of Dusty Rhodes, and if you are an aspiring wrestler and want to go to a fantastic school, that's one of those things like that's that's a school that I think we we need to you need to look into like like, that's one of the things, like, Dr. Tom Pritchard has a school, and he's churning out some incredible students. And, like, the people who are serious, you know, they're they're like, oh, I'm going to go move to where Pritchard's school is and learn from him. Like, those are the people who are serious. So You always you want to go to a school with a known, where, the, where your main trainer is known, and that you respect their work and stuff, and that also they're connected to a company, so you got somewhere to go when you're done. Pritchard's got connections, and you know, obviously Dustin, that yeah. eight, that could be a, a leg in the door to AEW. Well, AEW's already going. signed uh, people who went to uh, um, what's his face's school, um, QT Marshall School. Yeah, they got uh, that partnership there. I mean, that would be a good one. You know, obviously uh, Booker T is a good connection. Uh, Harley Race's school was probably always a great one. I don't know if that's still going on, if he's got somebody who's taken over it, but... But it's kind of like the... Uh, it's kind You don't want to be... You don't want to be Enzo Amore, a guy from New Jersey, a state with a plethora of wrestling schools, and not even attend one. Like, and that's just it. Like, like Backbreakers in Scranton, Justin Glory turns out good students because he's got the right mentality to be a trainer. And he can, he has worked NXT, so he is a good connection. So, like, you'd, you'd want to go to his school versus another one out there just because it would be the right place to go. Or at least that's that's something I would look into. But... You want to go to a school ran by the guy that was the huckster? Um, I did go to that school. <laughs> <laughs> I heard all you guys, and I was like, dude, of all the things I know about going into wrestling school that place sounds like a no <laughs> i mean not i mean he did churn out some good students but the 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 big problem was he was he was always he was too stuck in his ways and he thought he was a bigger legend than he actually was because you know he was a fucking huckster because he did he did b shows and stuff like that but he was never anything more than a b show guy now of course he meant something for a while because his partner was Afa. But once they split, and Afa went and did his own thing, Afa got all the connections, you know? When, when they so Afa's were... the one that was a mainstay in WWF in the 80s. Because World Star Wrestling had The Rock and Mankind on one of their shows when Afa was around. And then after that, he had legends like, like T2 Bob Lehman and Pinky the Flamingo Kid. Is that ex- no disrespect to those guys, but... They're not exactly household names. So, I think that about <laughs> sums it up right there. Uh, we got some other wrestling news, though. 
I, I just saw this, and I think I don't remember if I sent this to you or you had sent it to me after I'd already seen it. But I saw the Kiyaji Mudo news, and uh, he not only is he back, but he's like, I'm getting the GHC heavyweight title, and I'm gonna complete the Super Triple Crown. So yeah, Super Triple Crown is to be IWGP heavyweight champion, the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown champion, and GHC heavyweight champion in Noah. And he's got two of them. He'll be back. All he has to do is go to Noah and win their title. Uh, Which, if I was in charge of Noah, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll give you like a two, three month run. I would. It put some people over, too. Uh, come over, win the, you know, do a couple of matches, win the title, get a couple of good defenses in, put somebody over. Miro, the former Rusev, has officially announced his retirement from wrestling. He's gonna, he said he's gonna take his career path elsewhere. Where that is, he hasn't exactly said it yet. And uh, he also got a one-day ban on Twitch because Lana was in a bikini. And I guess that's too much for Twitch, even though Paige's stream certainly seems like she should get banned, but she doesn't. They allow swimsuits. It's just the rules are like too up to interpretation. Hmm. Essentially, it's you can do what you want until too many people complain, pretty much, probably. Well, there you go. Uh, Paige, well, who's probably making, is making more money with Twitch now than she did wrestling ever. Oh, God, yeah. No doubt. Because she's, like, working towards 14,000 subscribers, and at worst, if they're $1 a subscription, that's $14,000 a month. Yeah. And I think they get half the money, so it's I think it's two fifty per subscription they get. So we're talking she's making like 30 she's making over 30,000 a month those are goals Dan those are goals uh, the original Black Tiger aka Rollerball Rollerball Rocco has passed away so condolences has sent out there and uh, tell us what's going on with New Japan uh, New Japan has a press conference tonight while we're recording stuff, I think it's supposed to be at 10, so we'll probably be doing the VIP show at that point. Um, uh, first conference tonight, because they're going to debut a new show called New NJPW Strong. Sweet. It's going to be on Fridays, and they're going to announce what it means. I'm guessing it's like a docu-series. That's going to be cool. That's what I'm going to cool. guess. It's going to be like, oh, this is a New Japan fan that had cancer or whatever. Or, you know, hey, remember when Hanma was, like, paralyzed? You think they're like going to do... Like what an, I'm guessing is what it is. I would love to see them do an episode on Masa the Superfan. You heard his story? Fat-ass Masa? Yeah, he would travel. He would travel all the shows, and he had a book of all the, the best wrestlers. And basically, like... And that was his whole thing, was he was he was their top tribute. And he said, I'm a fan. If you need anything, let me know. And, like, he became close with a lot of people, like Jericho and Foley. And they wrote about them in his their books and everything. And, like... And I remember the, the famous quote was, if you're a wrestler who's been to Japan and your picture isn't in Masa's scrapbook, you don't mean shit. <laughs> like, he's even, like, been to some of their weddings and stuff like that. Like, Masa... So I would love to see a whole series just on him. Because, like, like, he actually goes to the steakhouse with the boys. And I don't think they just let the fans do that shit. As far as I know... I'd love to. Yeah, that's like one of my go to Japan, go to a show, go to Rapungi Steakhouse. 
Because you know we'd have to if we went to Japan. Like Ribera. Ribera, yeah. Like we we have to. Get, have get, to. get the get the jacket. You'd have to. You just have to. There's no other way to do it. And then what else you got for New Japan? Uh last night Suzuki beat Nagata in the murder grandpa match, and that <laughs> means that they're one and one, so you know what that means. Uh they're probably I... gonna have another one. <laughs> All right, I, I didn't want you to Brody leave me on that one. You know what that means? What? What does that mean? They're one and one, which means we have to wait till one of them is two and one, which means one more match, brother. So cryptic. All right, uh, this week on our patron show, we're gonna review King of the Ring 2000, a show special to Dan. It was the first pay per view you ever watched while it was actually happening, right? Yep. So that'll be a fun review. And I'd like to give shout-outs to our top-tier patrons, to Glenn, Jeff, Jay, and Adrian. We thank you guys for your continued patronage, and we present that content for you. So, Dan, what do you think is the coolest gimmick name of all time in pro wrestling? I mean... Roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah, I've got a couple here. I actually did a Top 20 blog on this a couple years ago, and I actually pulled up the... Uh, pulled up the blog so I could reference some of the names I came up with. Um, and I reached out on Facebook and then uh, in our Club Kayfabe group and got a couple of choices here. Ice so Train. I'll read a couple of them off. Uh, from, yeah, no. Yeah, Head the Ice Train. Head the Ice Crusher and Ice the Ice Dwarf. Yeah, no. Those will not be included. Or Mike Flight, the whose gimmick was he's a commercial airline pilot, but he's also a race car driver. I told Matt Hardman I wanted to do a crossover episode where we just talk about the career of Mike Flight and maybe find some of his matches. Oh, Bob Holly, who was a legit racer and was trying to get Vince to sponsor a car and let him drive it. Yeah, and instead he got Thurman's Sparky Plug. Or Sparky and then eventually Thurman plug. Vince had a car made and then Vince was stopped caring. Yeah, that sounds about When it right. was time to actually like get it out to race it. And then Bob Holly's just like, can I buy the car from you at least? And he's like, yeah, give me a dollar, pal. <laughs> That's freaking awful. Give me a buck, pal. All right, so uh, Matt Hardman, Race Nerd Podcast host, came up with a couple names here. Let's talk about these. We have Chris Jericho. I mean, that's pretty simple I mean, name. Right? Urban. Yeah. He was gonna be uh he was gonna be Christian Chris Irvin. He didn't like that. My favorite is his story about becoming Jack Action. He thought that was gonna be the coolest name ever, and then when Lance Storm saw it, he's like, "Dude, you can't do that. That name sucks." <laughs> he's just like, "God damn it." He was, yeah, Chris Jericho, which of course he took that as inspiration from Halloween. Uh, Zack Ryder. I mean, the name Zack Ryder is actually pretty cool. He was Brett Major. There's a K and a Y in there, dude. KY. He's got all the. Well, I mean, the name Zack Ryder actually sounds like a cool name. Like, it the sounds Z like a K and a Y, dude. It's, it's crazy. It's a big Scrabble, Scrabble scoring word. It's a. Uh, it sounds like a bro name, right? Well, that's the point, right? Yeah, it's a bro. You're supposed name. to be a Long Island douche bro. Exactly. Uh, Road Warriors, Hawk, and Animal. 
I mean, just that's because in the '80s everyone loved fucking Mad Max. Yeah, so it it, it worked. Sometimes simple names work, like Edge, Sting. They work. One syllable simple names. Just take them right from current rock and roll people. Randy Savage. Like I said, I didn't want to do nicknames because we're saving that, so there wasn't Macho Man included. But Randy Savage by itself is still a cool name. Oh yeah, dig it. Those were uh, Randall Apofo. Yeah. Uh, from community member Randy Moyer, he submitted Hulk Hogan. And I think that's one of the top gimmick names of all time. I remember, like, the story about it was, like, was when he was coming for Vince Sr., actually, it was, right? And Vince Sr. was like, I love them Irish. Yeah. So he wanted, that's where the Hogan came in. And then they took it as Incredible Hulk, because he was going to be the Incredible Hulk Hogan, but Marvel didn't like that, so they just, they shortened it. Became Hulk. And so they brought him in and he fought faced Andre a bunch back then and then he left. Yeah. Did a little bit of Japan and then ended up in AWA and broke out and then Vince Jr. was like that's such good shit. Yeah. I want that guy. The bleach blonde. That was also a famous a famous Vern Gagne failure because Hogan, Road Warriors, and Jesse Ventura all left the company because they weren't getting breaks because Vern was too focused on him and all his old pals. Hogan, I think, actually tactically won the title like two or three times, but then had to bullshit, take the title off of him, don't let it count. Yeah, so. yeah. I would have left too. Uh, from community member Chris Wright, he submitted the names Edge, which is on my list. The Edge. Not that, that, that Edge. Raven. Not the guitarist for you too. Yeah, no. Raven is a cool one. Again, it's simple, it's gothic, and it's it's uh, grunge, which is what he was. He was a combination of gothic and grunge, which is why I liked his character so much. And New Jack. Let's just take New Jack City, and he's just the guy, not the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that name became synonymous with fear. Uh, also from... Uh, Chris Wright, he also submitted Glacier. I mean, I That's guess... That's a pretty good name, actually. It's, it's not just, bad. The The payoff wasn't good. It was just too much. Like, if they could have just gone... They could have done almost everything except for make him shitty Sub-Zero, and it probably would have worked. Probably. Uh, my old co-worker, restaurant manager Andrew, submitted the name The Sandman. And I mean, like, Even though it only started out because he was supposed to be a surfer. <laughs> yep, but he made it work. And with that Metallica song, it, I mean, it's one of the most iconic entrances. I'll even say, if you were going to do a top list of like the most iconic entrances, like consistent entrances in pro wrestling, Sandman would be on that list. I remember I didn't get to watch One Night Stand 05 until afterwards when it was on DVD. And even on the DVD, like, they covered up the music, but you can still hear it in the background. Because the fans were also singing along, so. So it's really funny because they're doing their their WWE rehash semi-version of it. But it it sounds like a fan brought, like, his his iPod and and the loudest speaker he could find and was playing (laughs) it in the front row. That's what it sounds like. That's amazing. 
have to rewatch that on sometime. that DVD. I don't know if it's if it, they probably have cleaned it up on a network, but I have the DVD still. You can totally hear it underneath. That's awesome. Uh, community member Jay Winger submitted the name Finn Balor, which of course has the uh, the Irish the Irish folklore hero was Finn McCool, and the Demon King was Balor of the Evil Eye. He took that together and created Finn Balor, which it's not often that an indie name with a, an indie guy with a name like Prince Devitt that you know so well comes up with a better name when they go to WWE, but that's an exception. Like even Kenta, I like the name Hideo Itami. I thought that was a cool name, especially because it had a background because he was naming it after his own heroes. But I think Finn Balor got the best gimmick name out of that easily because it's such a cool freaking name. And then uh, from my old Disney co-worker, Jeremy, submitted two names here. The Junkyard Dog and, of course, The Undertaker. Undertaker. Junkyard Dog is just Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Yep. And then The Undertaker. I mean, that's a, that's a legacy of its own. Something that should have never worked. Should have fucking got booed out of the building right away. And yet? Somehow it was a perfect storm that lasted fucking 38 years (laughs) and he even reinvented himself a bunch of times but no dude straight up 30 years holy fuck alright so I came up with a list that I've got I did a top 20 on uh, and I'll I'll read through them real quick and then I'll tell you what my number one is Percival Pringle the third which is amazing there's 20 Mm. names on the list uh, and yes, like, I know a lot of people would probably say Paul Bearer was a cool name, but like, I love the implication that there were two Percival Pringles before him. <laughs> There's a fourth one. Yeah. One of his sons is, is Percy Pringle. Uh, I did submit. Oh, was Percy Pringle. I did have Edge on here, and I did note that uh, as cool as the name Edge was. I think that's still the uh, the best thing because I don't think Sexton Hardcastle was going to be main event in any WrestleManias. Sexton Hardcastle? That's that's a mid-card death name. Um, I like the name Luther Reigns. I thought that was a cool name. I have he's before. In fact, I'd even say uh, that Roman Reigns is actually a cool gimmick name. It's got a badass thing to it. And again... You think Luther Reigns is a better name than Horseshoe? And and definitely better than Inspector Max Impact. (laughs) Horseshoe was terrible. There's no business like shoe business. Like, how did that not get him in the Hall of Fame? I also had uh, Randy Savage and Finn Balor on my list. Uh, I don't have to explain this one. Sir Oliver Humperdinck. Do I even need to explain why that's awesome? You can't. You can't tell me that's not an awesome name. I mean, he was awful, but that's a fucking great name. <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow. It's just this fat piece of shit ginger following Bam Bam Bigelow to the ring, and you're like, why does Bam Bam need a fucking manager? Oh, because it's 1987, and almost everyone has a manager. Okay. Nobody's thinking Bam Bam Rubble. They're thinking Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Ultimo Dragon is on my list. Yeah, he's the last dragon. 
it's Bruce Lee, and it's him, brother. Right, and he would have, which, which, according to that timeline, would have in uh, he would have been a single digit age when he started training. <laughs> is it Fujinami, or is it Bruce Lee? It's Bruce Lee. It's Bruce Lee. Yeah. And of course, when I did the blog, which picture of Ultimo Dragon do you think I picked? Uh, with the J crown, <laughs> with all the belts. Yeah, it's it's the only one you you can possibly have. Uh, Rey Mysterio. That is a cool name. Junior. Uh, Killer Kowalski. Yeah, and that's just the classic where he just was pretty brutal in a match and the crowd was calling him a killer and he's like, fuck yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> like, I, I wrote in the description, I said, like, Richard Flair and Rick Rude were perfect examples of guys who were just born with great names. Richard but like... Morgan Flair. That's not even his real name because he doesn't even know his real name. Yeah. But like Jericho or Buff Bagwell, all they did was they, they, they kept one and then changed the other. And, Imagine uh, not even knowing your real name because you were adopted at such a young at such a time where they didn't you just got put up for adoption, so why the fuck do we care what your name is? My paternal grandmother, who just turned ninety three the other day, uh, both of her parents were adopted. So that's one of those things where like on that part of the family, like, that lineage kind of comes to a halt because you don't even know where to go after that. Which is why I don't fully know my entire bloodline without taking that 23andMe deal. By the way, who, did, who are some of uh, Killer Kowalski's famous talents he trained? Kofi Kingston, Damian Sandow, Perry Saturn, China, and some guy named Triple H. Yeah. I don't even know if I've heard of that last guy. He was also Tarzan Kowalski and Hercules Kowalski, but I like... Uh... It's a good thing he got brutal that one night and everyone called <laughs> <Yeah>. him killer. <laughs> uh, Blackjack Mulligan. That's a cool name. Blackjack Lanza is cool, but it sounds like his name is Jack. Yeah. Blackjack Lanza, but Blackjack... I think Blackjack Mulligan was pretty damn cool, too. Oh, Blackjack Bradshaw. Uh, and he Bradshaw was... was a drizzling shit until he was JBL, and then he was a piece of, then he was a piece of shit. So, uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Because he was big and hairy. Gino Morella. The Iron Sheik. You I think Kazro Vaziri is going to be a former WWF champion, bro? <laughs> no, the Iron Sheik would be. Hossein Kazro Ali Vizari is the full yeah. name. Uh, which is much better than Colonel Mustafa. Yeah, who he ever trained? Oh, he trained Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he was in charge of Ga- of of Gagne's camp for a while. <laughs> well, I I wrote when I when I wrote the Iron Sheik piece out, I said there were lots of cool names in the '80s that worked for the rock and wrestling scene, like Ultimate Warrior, Honky Tonk Man, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Big Boss Man, Dino Bravo, Nikolai Volkov. But I still said the best one was uh, was Iron Sheik. He well, he represents that. the Iron Curtain and the Sheiks of Iran, right? Also fits the gimmick because he's strong as an ox, or at least he was back then. Uh, Sergeant... Well, doing the freaking double Persian clubs, no problem. Oh, it's one so of the hard. hardest workouts in the world, I'm told. Yeah, and he just owns it. Sergeant Slaughter made it to my list. That's so good. G.I. Joe wanted a piece of it. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. Famously how he freaking quit. <laughs> WWF. 
He's like, hey, Vince, the uh, G.I. Joe people want me to be a character. Well, that's great, pal. What about blah, 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 blah. He's like, no. Uh, He's like, no, I want to do this. I don't want you involved. And you want to do a bunch of bullshit. I'm gone. So, of course, I like this one. Uh, number six, Balls Mahoney. Yeah. Which was much better than Boo Bradley. Is it better than Santa Claus? Yeah, everything was better than that. I mean, ECW had tons of cool names, like Johnny Grunge, Rock of Rock, all the Dudleys. Dude, Axel Rotten? Axel Rotten. Frickin' Axel Rose and Johnny Rotten put together? Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam. Those are all cool names, but... <laughs> Rob Van Dam, because he looks like Jean-Claude Van Dam. Dances with Dudley. <laughs> Sign guy Dudley. Dude, all the Dudleys were frickin' fantastic, dude. But I think, I think Balls Mahoney might have been the coolest. That's like the most ECW name to come out of ECW was a guy named Balls. I'm being told I'm not allowed to say Balls. <laughs> balls. Remember when he was B Mahoney on WWE.com and then they he was just Mahoney for a while? And then I remember they did the <laughs> ECW show at TNA and they had just called him Cojones. Cojones, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. All right, we're in top five territory now. Bruiser Brody. Mm-hmm. That's a damn cool name. The Undertaker was number four on my list. You can't really uh, get... I mean, Mean Mark Callis and Dice Morgan just didn't work. Punisher Dice Morgan, though. Yeah. By the way, and, and I love that they're like, well, he was going to be Kane the Undertaker, but they're just like, well, we really like that Kane. Maybe we should use it somewhere. And then they waited seven and a half, almost seven years exactly. When he was Kane the Undertaker, it was the C-A-I-N spelling, though. They, I'm, I'm glad they did the stylized K-A-N-E for Kane. Oh, God, Isaac Yankum. Well, we'll talk about that when they do the next one. Now, number three, because this is a really cool gimmick name, Lex Luger. I mean, he's not a top three worker, but Lex Luger is a cool-ass... It's close to Lex Luthor, which is funny because Lex Luger was on an episode of The Adventures of Superboy. Well, that's what he did. He's an imposter Superboy. It was a combination of Superman's nemesis and the semi-automatic pistols used by German soldiers in both world wars. That's where he got the name from, Lex Luger. And then at number two, I put Hulk Hogan because, like I said, that's a quintessential name. But would you like to know what I think was the coolest gimmick name in all of wrestling history, at least to this day? The coolest gimmick name ever was... Razor Ramon. Uh, that is my yeah. favorite gimmick name. Razor Raymond? Razor Raymond, yeah. Everybody loves Ramon. Starship Coyote, the Diamond Stud? Nah. Razor Ramon. Big Scott Hall. Magnum Scott Hall? Yeah. <laughs> 70s porn mustache Scott Hall. <laughs> he was like either a cop or freaking porno brother. Oh, <clears throat> uh, and I, because of when this blog aired, there's an Antonio comment on it. Because I, I wrote that Terry Balea was known as Terry Boulder, took on the Hulk name after it was discovered that he was bigger than Lou Ferrigno, who played Bruce Banner. He's like, well, that's incorrect, because Bill Bixby played David Banner. 
and Lou Ferrigno played the Hulk. I'm like, all right, you know what? That's that's an Antonio comment right there. But thank you for correcting me. Oh, please. You couldn't even turn to Bill Bixby. <laughs> Almost had it that time. Ah, you broke my Batmobile. Broke or made it better. All right. So there you go. What do you guys think is the coolest gimmick name of all time? You can drop them in the comments here. Next week, we're going to flip the script and do the worst gimmick names of all time. I'm going to pull out the WrestleCraft book of lists for this one. And I've got a blog that I did for this one as well. Oh, yeah. We got the worst of the worst. And I'll give you guys a spoiler (laughs) for the blog. The, uh, The thumbnail is a picture of suicide. Which is a terrible gimmick name. All right, Dan, what was my game this week? You wanted us to swap two television characters. Yeah. Example was, uh, well, there was the example and the and then like the secondary example. Example was if you swapped Homer Sampson and uh, Peter Griffin. And that because there wasn't one and done on shows, but just the characters, someone else was free to do anything with anybody else. Marge like, and Lois. You could do anything with Marge, you could do anything with Lois. You could even swap them together. Now, I hope people know their audience for this and don't just, like, pick obscure stuff, which is going to definitely uh, affect my well, points. We'll getting. see what happens. Well, let's let's try for it here. So, All right. Vinny Barbarino from Welcome Back Cater and Arthur Fonzarelli from Happy Days are swapped, and very little difference is made. It really doesn't do that much, does it? Like, I didn't even watch Welcome Back, Cotter, and I understand why that's funny. Yeah, no, that really wouldn't make much of a difference, would it? Well, damn, 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 son. Uh, yeah, that is that is points-worthy. Alright. Up next, we've got Things get incredibly awkward for everyone on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they swap Uncle Phil for Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That would change both shows completely. Well, that would that would make Seinfeld better, first off. Uncle Phil came sliding in from next door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would make... But that would definitely ruin the Fresh Prince by having Cosmo Kramer be Uncle Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Cosmo. Yeah, he's not teaching Will anything. No, it's... he's just like yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's very good. Uh, earmark that one. I might want to revisit that one. Oh, that's an earmarking points, boys. Definitely earmark that one. Danny Tanner from Full House and Al Bundy from Married with Children are swapped. Oh Both God. families get decidedly raunchier. Oh my God. Yeah, so, well, I, I think the Bundy kids would actually learn, like, real-life lessons. and Yeah, but I think they would, like, rub off on him and make him worse. Yeah, well, Peg, I don't know how Peg would be able to handle that. Like, But if Al Bundy was the dad to, to DJ Stephanie and Michelle, they would just become the worst children ever. Like... Michelle's attitude would be increased sevenfold. And I think, uh, I don't think Joey would get along with Al Bundy. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, 
that would that would work out at all. And I don't know how uh, Uncle Jesse's rebellious nature would work if Al Bundy was the dad because they might they might get physical. Yeah, that's a good one. That's definitely points. All right, that's definitely points. Next up, Ash from Ash versus the Evil Dead is swapped with Ash from Pokemon. Groovy. So, that would be hysterical because Ash Ketchum would just be throwing Pokeballs at all of the demons, and then he would just get eaten in the first episode. But, Ash Williams would probably take down Team Rocket. Like, just flat out destroy Team Rocket. With no Pokemon used. <laughs> no Pokemon at all, because he would just barge in there with his chainsaw. That's amazing. That's points. I like that one. That can earmark that one, because that plays into my wheelhouse of what I was looking for. Okay. Find out what happens when Steve Urkel from Family Matters swaps places with Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Oh, God. Who would be the more annoying than there? Well, Urkel... Urkel Urkel's was voice is annoying. Sheldon's... Personality is annoying. Personality is annoying. All right, but Urkel wasn't smart, right? He was just oh, Urkel was hella smart. He figured out cloning and shit. Oh, that's right. He was yeah. So he was a genius too. All right, so so he would probably Urkel would probably piss off Leonard to the point where they Leonard might actually just flat out move out. But Sheldon might actually be kind of endeared on Family Matters because. I mean, they did. They did like Steve, right? I think pretty much everyone but the father liked Steve until the end. Yeah, basically. I don't know. That could go either. That could go either way. But that's a good one. That's points. And then toward the end, when Laura's actually dating Steve, he starts actually getting close to him yeah, for real. All right, we got points here. Oh yeah. That's There's famously an episode where they do flashbacks and stuff, and it's. Literally, it's Carl Winslow, like, talking to, like, one of the guys at the PD, talking about my daughter's getting married to fucking Steve Urkel next week. <laughs> it's, like, one of the last episodes where they weren't even on ABC anymore. It's crazy. Anyway, our next one is Waldo from Family Matters trades places with Jazz from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Carl Winslow throws Jazz out more times than Steve Urkel while Uncle Phil hires Waldo as a full-time ship. Ah, well, thank you for explaining what was going to happen there. <laughs> <laughs> alright that's points so Waldo was this I don't even remember the son's name but I remember his best friend was named Waldo Geraldo Faldo I don't think you can forget that cause his name is Waldo Geraldo Faldo dude we should do a we should do a uh, for, for a non-wrestling segment in the future I, I, I kind of filled the quota with my avatar stuff we should do a whole thing on just the coolest names characters on television like I think that might be on the list. Oh my god. Yeah, give that one points. Don't even remember the name of the son, but I remember Waldo or other Okay, I think they're using the actor's name too, I think, in these, so I guess. Yeah. Cyril Brooker, Boss Hogg from Dukes of Hazard, switches yeah. with Danny DeVito or Louis De Palma on Taxi. I would have preferred uh, Danny DeVito on It's Always Sunny, actually. 
Yeah, I didn't, I'm not that familiar with Taxi, so it's a show I definitely want to watch because like that freaking cast is insane. All I know about Taxi is it has that freaking yellow light joke that makes my father laugh uncontrollably every time he watches it. He thinks that's a, like the funniest moment in television history, and like I could just play that clip, just put it on, and he will laugh so hard that like he'll his freaking stomach will hurt. Uh, I but I can appreciate this for what it is, so I'm gonna give it points. All right. No one thought that Mike Brady swapping places with Red Foreman from that 70s show <laughs> would end well. Or maybe it would. Who can I say? Well, I think the Brady kids would have feet up their asses. But I think, uh, I don't know. Well, Lori would be way too out of control with Mike Brady. Because I don't think he had the same kind of control that Red did. And Red had very little. Well, for Lori, yeah, but... But I think I think Eric would actually probably be close to his dad if his dad was Mike Brady. I think they'd have a better relationship. Although that might actually not work for Eric either. He might fall more victim to, like, shenanigans with Hyde and Kelso. Dumbass. Dumbass. A red foreman would be sticking his boot up a couple asses. Greg, get over here. Oh, man. And I don't think Cousin Oliver would have gotten away with being the cute kid anymore. What the hell is this damn kid's problem? Give that points. He'd be like, hey, figure out Marsha. <laughs> He'd just be yelling all the time, figure out Marsha, hey. All right, next up is swap Michael Scott from The Office with Leslie Note from Parks and Rec. So, like... This is one of those entries where it's so obvious because it's the same creators and everything. But can you just think about the genius of, like, they should just do an episode special. Each show should just do one episode special with the character swaps. And I think it would be friggin' genius because Leslie would be way too into her job at the office pushing paper and would pro- would not fall for Dwight's ass-kissing, but would probably also drive Jim up the wall, because Jim's lazy. I think it would drive everybody up the wall. Well, like, St- like Stanley would literally like, walk out. too intense to... Yeah, it, right? to me- mesh with, like, someone like Stanley. Like, I could see Kelly would probably be into it. Because Kelly would be like, oh my god, like... I, I love her. She's the best. And then... And she would probably be even more... She'd be like the, an enthusiastic April. <laughs> yeah, basically. Angela would hate her. Angela would hate her big time. Uh, Kevin would probably adore her. Kevin would be all into that. Oscar would probably well, and be she, she would know how to handle Kevin, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a much different office, but now imagine a Michael Scott. All right, so anything he's doing, running the parks department. I think he would be twenty times meaner to Jerry than anybody else in there. <laughs> like, I think he would be the meanest person to Jerry. He'd be like, "I'll kill you to Jerry." I I think I think Donna would probably hate him, but Ape, but Ron would probably like him because he is like. Actually, I think it would have been funnier if they swapped Ron Swanson and 
Michael Scott. Can you imagine that? That would probably be even better. Because then there would be like, he'd be into doing everything, but he would do everything wrong, as opposed to Ron, who's not into doing anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh it's a good God. thing Leslie is just so gung-ho about everything, because she Dude, isn't doing everything. Michael Scott and Andy Dwyer would be the best of friends. Uh, they would be best They would friends. just be doing bits all the time. At the yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like... I know, and he'd be like, I have a gun! Because <laughs> the famous <laughs> episode where he's at the improv group and he has a gun, and he'd be like, I have a gun, too! <laughs> Burt Macklin, FBI. Dude, he would go along with that, too. Like, Michael Scott would actually go along with the Burt Macklin stuff. Like, he'd be into that. Yeah, what was this freaking action hero character's name? Uh, Johnny uh, Karate? Oh, no, oh uh, Michael Scott? Oh, my God. Uh, I have to look it up. Hey, Siri. What was Michael Scott's action hero name on The Office? Oh, I did not say sexually. Michael Scarn? Uh, here's, here's the whole list. We have... Michael Scarn, Prison Mike, Michael Klump, Blind Guy McSqueezy, Caleb Crawdad, Oliver Tutenbacher, Santa Bond, Mykonos. <laughs> Dude, that's so great. Yeah. He was going to be Michael Schoon, but he became Michael Scarn. Oh my god. Yeah, he had so many characters. That's great. The worst thing about prison was the Dementors. Anyway, the, so we, the other thing, Scott and Muslino. yeah, I also think he would be he would get along really well with Chris, but Ben would probably not want to deal with him. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> ben would just be talking to the camera. I don't. Oh, he would also probably love Tom. Like, I feel like he would he would he would participate in Treat Yourself Day with Tom and Tom and Donna for sure. Uh, this, no offense, guys, but this might be the winner. Earmark this. This might be the winner. It was really good. I hope this was yours. No, you were probably the first entry. I have a feeling you were the first entry. I don't know it why. It's now time for the chase. Owens it. Swapping Joe Friday from Dragnet with Dexter Morgan from Dexter. Two different ends of the spectrum when it comes to law and order. So I've never seen either of these shows, but I know exactly why this is funny. So points. That is that is two completely different characters. And I can't go into detail about how that would work in those universes, but I think that would definitely work. Let's swap Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show with Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. Why don't you have a seat right over here? Mr. Huxtable? All right, I'll hold on. No, that's not fair. He wasn't into underage women. He just he was a rapist. Let's at least get the crimes correct. Ugh. He's still a scumbag, but god damn it. It's a rapist, not a pedophile. Oh god damn it. But that's but it made me laugh, so I have to give it points. I don't have to, but I'm giving I'm giving.
Mork the Orc and Simon Roberts and the Crazy Ones swap places, resulting in two very different series starring Robin Williams. I don't know anything about the Crazy Ones. Me neither. So, did you say? Did you say Mork Mork the Orc? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's telling me he's from Orc, so he'd be an Orc. I guess. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's clever. But I don't know anything about the crazy ones. So, I can't really justify giving this one full points, but just give it half. I know people are probably going to be pissy about that, but, like, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know anything. Penultimate. Krusty the Clown and Bozo the Clown switch places, magically bringing <laughs> Krusty to life. Hey, kids! <laughs> little on the nose but that also really wouldn't switch the shows honestly because Krusty was kind of a takeoff of Bozo I don't think that would actually do anything to be honest with you uh Krusty would become a person yeah give it half get your half sees time for the final entry Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny can swap with Fry from Futurama. Oh, God. That's like that first entry where it's like nothing much would would have changed. Because <laughs> what would be the difference <laughs> between Philip J. Fry and Charlie Day? I mean, Charlie Day is a little more enthusiastic about shit that he does while Fry's lazier. But really, there's not a, a lot of personality difference there. That's good, though. I like that. That's points. All right. There were a few bonuses last night, but I will give that to you on your own time. All right. That's fine. You had three earmarks, but you already said one was going to win. So. I, I, I'm sorry. Michael Scott and Leslie Nope is... I know that's really on the nose for an entry, but knowing those shows the way I do and the fact that I've watched both of the entire series multiple times probably unhealthy amount of times i've probably seen them at this point it's too damn clever and it would just work too well because that was leslie in a lot of ways was the antithesis of michael right wasn't that one of the the goals they came she up was with? enthusiastic and knowledgeable right and he wasn't he was literally he was there there the old manager left and he was their best salesman so he got the job pretty much yeah so he didn't uh, know he was there. But what were the other two that I earmarked? Because I thought so those your were winner good. is Jeff Trelowitz. Well, congrats, Jeff. You earmarked Dylan Mushaw with the Ash and Ash. That was good. That one was so good. And you earmarked Jay Winger with the Uncle Phil and Cosmo Kramer. Oh God, just because of the the show that that would have created. These were all really good though. But yeah, um, man, Dylan, I'm sorry, but if Jeff hadn't swooped in with that one, you would have won. Because I loved that Ash swap. That was friggin' great. Yeah, that's that's definite. Yeah, they they de they deserve their bonus points. And of course, the first one was me, and the last one was Don Mario. Well, at least the gimmick stayed put. <laughs> he literally wait like I I wrote like one hour left, I think, and he did it like he might have technically been after eight, but I didn't check until like ten thirty, and it said two hours ago. So I was like, good enough. <laughs> All right, good game this week, guys. So, yeah, next week, 
crappy gimmick names. That'll be fun, right? I mean, we get to have fun burying something. Oh, we're gonna bury. Trust me. Like, we should get way more interaction on this. Like, this is the worst gimmick names in in history. And like I said, the the, the thumbnail I used when I did that blog years ago was suicide, and that will one hundred percent be on my list because that's just that's you should just not name something suicide. Get the hell get the hell out of here. Uh, it won't be too hard to figure out what I'm going to put at number one when you see the direction I'm going in, but yeah, like... Goldberg. No, it really wasn't terrible. It was just his last name. By the way, that's one of my rules with this stuff, like, since he was just going as, like, Goldberg, uh, I disqualify those names from being used. Like, you can't... Like, like I said with the first one, Brock Lesnar is a cool name, but that's the dude's real name, so that didn't count. It's such a good gimmick name, it's not even a gimmick. It's not even a gimmick name. But like, like I, I thought the name Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were cool names, but I definitely... I think Roman Reigns got the coolest gimmick name out of them, honestly. You're not a fan of Liake? No. Definitely. Or Leaky. Leaky. Yeah, that's Leonard's middle name on Big Bang Theory because his dad worked with famous anthropologist Louis Leaky. So his middle name's Leaky. Because of course it is. All right, guys. That's our show for this week. Thank y'all for tuning in. For patrons, you guys got bonus content on the way. And if you're not a patron, it's only five freaking dollars a month. What are you doing? You guys get bonus stuff. You get to interact with us. It's cool, man. And, yeah, gaming content coming. I'm going to record some game footage over the weekend. And uh, I either do that on Twitch or on the including Facebook. Going with, including the live stream on Saturday. So. And I have, uh, I have Thief Simulator. I'm probably going to stream some of that. That should be fun. Get to learn how to thief. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week for more Wrestle Talk. All right. See you guys.